Amen. All right. Listen, on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about a very interesting topic. Now, I've I've heard people saying things about this, but I haven't really spoken about it. So today I'm going to tackle it. The Bible talked about the deceitfulness of riches. Other times I've had people ask me this question and say, how can somebody be led astray by the deceitfulness of riches? Well, first of all, before I explain it, I'd like us to go to that scripture, the book of Mark. Right? You're in the book of Mark. Well, let me let me take it from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. Jesus is talking about the parable of the the parable of the sower. From verse 22, he says, "He also that receiveth the seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it became unfruitful." choked the word he said the deceitfulness of riches the care of this world choked the world and it beca- the word and it became unfruitful he said the word became unfruitful well that that's amazing how how can the word become unfruitful the deceitfulness of riches the cares of this world that sounds a little bit a little bit funny because I know God wants everybody to prosper. That is exactly what you have in your mind right now. God wants everybody to prosper. He wants them to be good. He wants them to, to you know, to be in good. He wants them to have good supply. So why is he saying that the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world will choke the word inside of you? Now, this parable of the sower, I think is very, very rampant everybody knows about it and jesus even explained it he was talking to them and then when he came to the space and he, he, the sower sowed the seed on the stony ground and then the, the the you know they received the word immediately so it began to grow the seed began to grow started growing so healthily but suddenly it just started dying and when they asked jesus what is the meaning of this parable he came to them and said, see, the parable of the sower and the seeds that were in the stony ground is the word that fell amongst the grounds that were strong and they received it. But because of the ground didn't have enough soil to accept it, the word was just, it was, they started dying. So when he wanted to tell them, he said they accepted the word good, but the deceitfulness of seed and the cares of this world, he called it the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. Of wealth. That is amazing. So wealth can be deceitful. It can actually deceive somebody. Okay? You've got that part. I want you to turn your Bibles to me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 12. Let me show you something here. Let me show you something here. Luke chapter 12. I'll be reading from verse 15. Now, Jesus was speaking to the people. He was giving them the normal, they, they were guarded and they were listening to him. He says, you know, he was just talking to them from verse 1. Let me read from verse 1 so we're going to get the point intently. 
For verse 1 he says, In the meantime, when they were gathered together in innumerable multitude of people, in so much that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, believe ye. He says, Be ye, beware ye of the living of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither he that shall not be known. Wherefore, wherefore whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear enclosed shall be proclaimed upon housetop. Verse 4 And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of him that killed the body. And after that have no more that they can do, but I would for one you of whom ye shall fear, fear him which after he had killed had power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Verse 6, it says, And not five sparrows sold for two fartens, and not one of them is forgotten before God. But, verse 7, But even the very hairs of your head, are all numbered fear therefore fear not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrow also i say unto you whatsoever shall whosoever shall confess me before men him shall the son of man also confess before the angels of god but he that denied me before men shall be denied before the angels of god verse 10 and whatsoever and whosoever rather shall speak a word against the Son of Man shall be forgiven him. But unto him the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. And when they bring you into the synagogue and unto the magistrate, then powers take ye no thought of how or what ye things ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in that same hour what ye shall say. Now listen to what happened here. Verse 13. One of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he defied the inheritance with me. Now this sounds like a simple request. The request is simple. So this man upon her Jesus spoken and spoken and spoken and they, they taught him to be good. They taught him to be somebody who came from God who will want everything to be equal when nobody is going to be cheated. So the man just add out his views. Master, I've heard everything you said. Now I'm I just want you to speak to my brother so he can he can divide the inheritance of our father with me. So from the scripture we are going to understand that the person speaking was the younger son of the man who had the inheritance. Definitely the elder one took everything. Well listen to what Jesus told him. Verse 14. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed. Beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not of the abundance of things which he possessed. For a man's life consisted not of the abundance of things which he possessed. Now that master, he had finished speaking to them. Now he wanted them to explain, so he wanted to go farther. Listen to what he said next. And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain man, a certain rich man, brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to, where to bestow my fruits. And he said, 
this I will do. I will pull down my barns and build greater ones. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say unto my soul, So thou art much goods laid up for many years. Take thine, take thine, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. Listen. Now, this seems like the man was happy. He has everything. He was prospering. Everything was good with him. So he 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 was actually blessed. This was a blessing. But now, listen to what God said in the sight of God. This man was happy. God blessed his ground. He brought forth so much fruit, so much good things. And the man was, he even thought to himself, where will I store this good? My bands, my bands. Wait, before we get to all that, the Bible says, Jesus said the ground of a certain rich man. The man was already rich. So, which will tell us that his bands were big. They were very mighty. So, now what he, what the harvest he had seen was so enormous that he was thinking to himself, these bands will not take all of these goods, this harvest. So, I'm going to tear down these bands and build a bigger one that's going to get in, it's going to fit in every of the goods that I'm going to store in this place. And I will say to my soul, oh, you soul, relax eat enjoy you have so much goods in store for you now god had to intercept him listen to what god said from verse 22 no from verse 20 but god said unto him thou fool this night thy thy soul shall be required of thee then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided Verse 21, so is he that lay up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And is not rich towards God. So now, this seems a little bit easy for us to see. The man was prospering. He was doing well for himself. So why is it that God had to call him a fool? Because he had everything of the world, but he was not rich towards God. Now, this takes us back to the book of Matthew. This is, this is the deceitfulness of sin. They received the word and the word started to grow. But the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth. I'm sorry if I have been saying sin. There is another scripture. Sin has a deceitfulness of his own. But he was talking about riches here. Said so the deceitfulness of riches. So this man here, he was rich. So he, he, know, he, he didn't really see a reason why he's going to see anything that was happening to him as being in accordance with what God has done to him so he was saying I did it my own accord I'm going to enjoy I'm going to be glad so that is what happened to the people who received the word and it started to grow instantly but the cares of this life Jesus called it the cares of this life you know, there is in the book of Luke if you want to go to this same scripture when Jesus was talking to his disciples in the book of Luke, he, he was talking to them. He says, why is it that you care? Listen, have you considered the birds of the sky? See, they need a, they need a soul. They, they need a reap. But the Lord provides for them every day. Consider the lilies of the valley. They don't move. They don't even do anything. But yet their colors are so enormous. The Lord colors them. They're so great, so beautiful. That even Solomon in all his wealth, in all his glamour, that's what the Bible called, that's what Jesus called it. Solomon in all his glamour was not even arrayed like the lilies of the valley to show you the beautification of the color that they possessed. He now spoke something that standards. See, 
he said something that is very intriguing he says if ye what he says which of you by worrying can add a single cubit to his stature if he cannot do that which is least why worry about that what he shall eat what he shall wear what he shall what he shall do so jesus was saying to add a sim a single cubit to your stature is the least thing he says it's the simplest thing he says it's the simplest so why are you worrying what you will eat why are you taking thought of what you will wear he said god is in charge of that he's in charge of that factory what you have to do is just let it out just be calm about it so when you take thought of it it pushes you away from the things of god now this brings me back to in my other podcast i was talking about giving and i tend to bring in where people were complaining and saying oh no see listen no no at a point i i think i i, I even made this saying i said sometimes people during during the covid 19 pandemic when um, um winners chapel brought out the code where they will have to people you know members will need to pay tithes and offering through their phones and people started complaining and say, oh, this is the height of it. How would he do that kind of a thing? What made Bishop Oyedepo come up with this kind of, this is, this is bad. How can he do this? And then they were complaining. I even heard so many people say, I'm not going to give seed anymore. I'm not going to give tithe anymore. I'm not going to give offering anymore. And I was just looking and I was laughing. I was saying, these people don't know. They really don't understand what is happening. You see, at this point, Men have actually gotten what they actually need, but they are not looking to it as they're giving a core to the things of God. So this is saying you are balancing the scale. You are balancing the scale. Whenever giving is brought into the scene is a spiritual exercise. I already said all of this in my other podcast when I said giving is a spiritual sacrifice. It is an access to the God kind nature. And if you think this is something, some fables I'm saying, then read the book of Acts of the Apostles. You find out what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. The question is what were the Holy Spirit doing when the people were giving things? The people were giving, but the Holy Spirit was present. What was he doing there? He was taking record. It is for record taking. He was there taking record. He was there taking record. So when Ananias came in, Peter just looked at him immediately. The Holy Spirit said, what is this? And Peter said, come, Ananias, why is Satan hunting thy heart that he should lie to the Holy Spirit? This is everything you got from the land. You said, say, yes, yes, this is all I just got. You will understand. He actually took me so much to sell this land, but it's all I got. And Peter said, why is the, Holy, why is the devil so hardening your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Immediately the guy slumped and died. It gives, it opens an access to, it, it, like it makes you, it, you know, makes you accessible. It's an access. Bible says Jesus was inside a the synagogue. They were giving arms, but he was standing close to where they were giving. And since at that time, I'll tell you, there was no paper money. So they were giving in coins. So maybe some of the Pharisees and all the people who really had money were coming in money bags. So they were giving him money. All the disciples were really looking at all the people who were giving them. When this one chose his money bag and they were saying, man, that money bag looks really big. And this other one was giving. Jesus was just standing close by. And then the widow came and then she sold the sin. And Jesus called the disciples and said, oh, everybody that gave this widow gave the greatest. The disciples looked at him as a clown. How could you say she gave the credit? She didn't even come with the money back. Did you see what that man gave? Man, that money back looks big. I'm telling you what is inside is going to be enormous. 
Jesus looked at them and he says, all of them gave from the abundance of what they possessed, the abundance of their riches. But this widow gave everything she had. She, she doesn't have anything anymore. That is the last she possessed. Now, this now brings me to another question. How did Jesus know she was a widow? How did he know it was everything that she had, she sold? Definitely, he doesn't know everybody that was inside the synagogue. So what made him know the woman? It was an asses. Her giving opened asses for Jesus' eyes in the realm of the spirit to see. So he saw it. So now, when you're on your own, it closes asses on you. So that is what Jesus was saying. The deceitfulness of riches. I'm not going to give my money to nobody. Come on. Me, the man of God is rich. So why do I give him money? Oh, I, I can't go to church today. All I have is just, I just had 20 bucks for me. If I go to church, I'm going to give offering. If I go to church, I'm going to give time. The Bible says, to come beside. The Bible says, and God said, seek up. That David is a man after my own heart. I was sitting with some friends one day and they were saying something. One of them said, eh, 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 eh. even God said David is a man after his own heart. So God really loved David, even as a sinner. So that means God loved David well, well. I said, no, no, that, that is not what the scripture was saying right there. What God was trying to sell out was that David was a man that was after the things of his heart. So in everything David did, he wanted to captivate God's heart. He wanted God to be impressed in it. Bible says and David wanted to build he wanted to build the temple of God and God said no 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 not you not you David not you but for the reason that you actually have this vision you shall be blessed do you know what let it be that one of your sons the one that should sit on the throne after you be the one to build the temple the Bible says and David wanted to make an offering in the house of God and then he went down there and he was you know discussing with another king he was saying okay this is what I want I want to use this for a sacrifice to set an altar for the Lord and the king was saying, no, it's okay. I don't want you to pay anything for me. The Bible says, David was enraged. He got up and said, no, I cannot give the Lord anything that does not cost me. It has to cost me. So he was assessing it. That was the difference between the lifestyle of David and all the other kings. He wanted an access to it. He was always wanting to connect to it. So now these, these people, the parable of the, 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 the seed, they received the word. They even started to grow. And the growth was instant. It was enormous. They were growing so rapidly, suddenly. Why was it suddenly the cares of this world? Why are you caring for the world? When God says, don't worry, I am in this factory. Many people have been pushed out now that God does not provide for them because they wanted to think it of themselves. Jesus was saying, which of you by taking thought can add a single statue to his height? One cubit. Which of you can do? If you cannot do the least, so adding a statue to your height is the least. Why do you care about what you should eat? Why do you care about what you should wear? Why do you care about how tomorrow is going to be? Don't worry, God has it in store for you. And he told them, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. And you will be busy thinking, oh, tomorrow, what should I eat tomorrow? Oh, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Oh, I don't have any money, so how can we abide tomorrow? What can we do tomorrow? You see, I used this example in my other podcast when I was talking about giving. I said, one day I was seated with some my friends and then one of the friends was a hardcore person that doesn't give 
So he was dragging and said, but God, God said the giving is supposed to be to the priest. And then Jesus had made this priest. So then why am I giving and sowing seed? And then he was arguing and arguing. And the people inside of the house, the other friends were looking at me to say something. I was just smiling. I was looking at him. I didn't even have anything to say because I was not even interested in the topic. He was talking and talking. I ain't saying anything. And then somebody inside the room called my attention. Peter, you were a man of God. So say something about this. What do you say? Is, is it actually good to give or not to give? I mean, look at so many churches, they have so much money. And yet there's so many people who cannot even afford, who cannot even afford three square meal. First of all, answer the question by saying, so men have grown beyond the, the realms of living on the natural causes. They are living on the providing hands of God. So whatever it is they give, see, giving actually originated from God. I'll come back to what I'm saying. He originated from God. We are all Christians today because God gave. What did He give? He gave Jesus. For God so loves the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Give, it shall be given unto you. So God gave Jesus. And we all were giving unto Him good measures, running over. So it, from the numbers began to run in everybody in the whole world today. For you to stand wherever you stand and say, I'm a child of God. Praise the Lord. It's because God gave. You're wondering about the $5 you have in your pocket. You're wondering about the $20 you have in your pocket. You're wondering about the 100 bucks you have in your pocket. The Bible says, see, listen, for you to know that Jesus was a prized possession, the Bible says he who knew no sin was made to become sin, that we might be the righteousness of God. So Jesus was the righteousness of God. Imagine God giving out his own righteousness. Man, that must have been a very costly price. The reason Paul was saying, say, he were bought at the price. He were bought at the price. You think, I just had like 20 bucks for me. And if I go to church, the pastor's going to say, I wish you sow seeds enough and I'm not giving any of my money to nobody. All right, back to what I was saying. So they said, one of the person inside the room called me and said, what do you have to say? You're a man of God. Say something about this. And I turned and looked at the person that was arguing about giving. I said, sorry, sir, do you, do you believe in giving? He says, no. Do you believe in sowing of seed? He said, no. About paying of tithes? He said, no. I said, good, don't do it. It's, it's not right to do it. And everybody was looking at me. I said, see, listen, whatever you do not believe in, don't do it. Because if you do it, you are sin. Whatever is not of faith is a sin. So as long as you don't believe in it, don't do it. But if you believe, the Bible says as to as many as believe, to them gave he power. If you believe that you are functioning in the realm of the supernatural. But I am not talking about giving. I'm talking about the deceitfulness of wealth. Why are you taking thought of what you should wear? See, it's amazing how Christian thinks. The same God who said, let there be light. And there was light. Says, I am I am going to take charge of your provision. And you're still doubting him. And yet you stand somewhere and you pray. And you say, Lord, I believe in you. I trust in you. I love you, Lord. I know you can do it. God is able. And he said, I'm going to provide for you. And you're doubting it. Now that seems, that seems funny. How can you believe that he is God? Yet you don't believe that he's capable to provide for you. You believe he's all-powerful, but you don't believe that he's capable to provide for you. But you're taking thought over the cares of this life, the world, and everything you see in it. 
Paul was calling it one thing, he said that they're all vanishing. They're only of the eyes. And then to now make the whole thing very enormous, he says, come, since you're now looking with your eyes, we do not even walk by sight anymore. We walk by faith. So faith is an access to the realm of the God kind, the realm of the God nature. Paul was speaking, he says, now let your gaze and your mind be on the place where Christ is seated. And where is he seated? The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father, far above principalities and power. So you are looking at the glory. If your gaze is on that, what is it you want that you think God cannot provide for you? You see so many times, so many Christians will be praying, Oh God, bless me. Oh God, bless me. Let the blessing flow. Let your blessing flow. What does he have to bless you for? Don't you know the very day you became a Christian, you were a blessing? Everything about your life is blessing for you. You don't have to pray for blessings. You were blessing personified. You was expected to give blessings to others. Bible says we are Christians, meaning we are like Christ. Now, if I put it that way, it's going to look as though I'm trying to synonymize it. So let me say this. The Spirit of Christ dwells in you as a Christian. And the Bible says that Christ prospered in everything he did. When he was blessed in everything he did. With the Bible, he was blessing all. Wherever he went, he was blessed. So what are you struggling? What are you thinking about? You want some rather than say, oh God, bless me. Oh God, call the team by name in prayers and command. If it is a job, call the job. I owe you this job that I am applying for. I commend you, you are mine. As I am stepping out of this house, you are for me. That innocent. You were in authority. You were not vulnerable to nothing. The Bible says, ye are gods. As you were in the world, you were a god. You were a God to heaven around you. So you call that name by name. Rather than worry. I submitted my fast three days ago. Check. I don't really know what those people will say. Oh, I, 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 I think I'm the most. Uh, like I think I'm the least qualified person for the job. Oh, uh, what should I do right now? I'm, uh, I know what to do. I'll begin to pray. Oh God, that job should be mine. Oh God, that job should be mine. Arise, oh God, in your power. And let that job be mine. Really, you should arise in his power and let the job be yours. Something as trivial as a job. The Bible, Paul was speaking, he says, Don't you know that we are going to judge the angels? We are the ones to judge even the angels. And you are praying for God to make the job, and not job, to be yours. You are saying that you are belittling the power inside of you. And this is what the devil wants you to see. But we are talking about the deceitfulness of riches. Don't take thought about it. Let it go. Just be calm. One day I was seated in Potakot in a family house. I was just seated at the side of the road. I was just looking out. Now, there used, there used to be a tangerine tree there. Now, there was the spring mantis. Everybody knows spring mantis. I was just seated there. I was just looking at this little creature. It was just standing on the side of the... The, the the branch of the tree he was not even moving he was just standing there so i was just looking at it i didn't chase it out i just sat down i was looking at it and i think he was actually looking at me too because i think he was facing me suddenly where he was just there there was there was, there was this um they, they call it dragonfly i don't know what it's called in english but it's called dragonfly 
They were all flying around the environment. They were flying. Suddenly, the prime mantis is just going to set his hand, and the dragonfly is just going to fly into it, and he will grab it. Right there in my presence, he grabbed close to six of it, and he ate it all. And I'm like, wow. So God provides for this stuff. And he wasn't even moving. So what are we disturbed about? No, no, this, this is amazing. This pre mantis was just standing in a single place and he got all of this. And yet we're, we're worried and we're disturbed about what we will eat, about what we will drink, about what we are going to put on. No. So you've seen it. Why you're worried about how much money you have in your in your, in, your, in your account how much money you have on you the devil is using us see listen Jesus made it clear he said do not be in worry because worry is an asset the devil uses to get inside your mind so many people by worrying have died so many people by worrying have lost their life so many people by worrying have landed in places where they, they could not even stretch themselves out and worry is also an hand in it it hardens you concerning the things of God. So you need to set your mind loose. Bible says Jesus was inside the sheep and the disciples were disturbed because the sheep wasn't in the sink. I mean, this is confidence. He wasn't even shaking. He didn't let what we grieve him. When he got up, he said, oh, you of little faith. Why didn't you just speak to the waves of the sea? It will calm down. What are you worrying for? And the Bible says he commanded the sea and it was calm. When the disciples turned and looked at him, whoa. What manner of man is this that even the waves of the sea obey him? He wasn't taking worry about anything. That you were taking worry about what I'm going to wear, um, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do. You see, it makes you vulnerable to the attacks of the devil. It was just a simple request. The man was requesting of Jesus. Lord, that this is what I want you to do. Just tell my brother, so he's going to divide this stuff for me. But Jesus did not say, okay, you, his brother, divide this stuff with him. So, you know, you guys can, everybody can have enough to abide it. Or rather, Jesus tackled what was important. He says, don't take your mind out there. Just let everything be in the hands of God. You need to seek what is important for you. Everything is just going to flow in. And that is exactly what he was saying here. You're disturbed and worried about, I'm just going to get 35 million this year. You don't know, maybe God just wants you to get 100. So you need to sit up in God and stop thinking about your own self. That is how it works. The Lord give us understanding of his word. In the name of Jesus, thank you very much for listening. I've been mean evangelist. Be there. God bless you.